We're here today at the garden at AT&T Park with Hannah Schmunk, manager of food education for children with Bon Appetit Management. Hannah, thank you for having us here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Hannah, tell us, what inspired the Giants organization to grow an in-house stadium garden? Well, I think, I think a lot of things led to the buildup of a garden, but ultimately, you know, the Giants and Bon Appetit Management Company um, partnered in, in, in building this garden. Um, I think it's a tangible representation of a lot of the San Francisco experience and the values. Um, growing your own food, creating a place for community to spend time, um, homegrown, delicious, fresh food, and, and also a space for kids and also fans, the entire community to learn, um, to learn a little bit about gardening and growing your own food. Now, um, speaking of growing your own food, the fruits and vegetables here, are they picked um, the one, um, before every home game, and do they go straight to preparation? So we have over 90 fruits, vegetables, and herbs growing in the garden beds, in the aeroponic towers, and um, the menus of our two bistros, the garden table and the hearth table, are inspired by what's growing and also incorporate um, incorporate those ingredients. And so, you know, when we have fresh kale um, and it's ready to be harvested, we're incorporating it into one of our kale salads from the garden table. And when we have cauliflower that's um, at prime ripeness, we're incorporating that onto our flatbread pizzas. And so everything here is utilized in some form or fashion um, and also serves as, as an inspiration for our menus. Okay, so some of what may have been picked today would be used for tonight's game? Exactly, yep. When we have um, fresh leafy greens, they're going into a salad or they're they're going alongside a flatbread pizza. They're going on top of a veggie dog or an all beef hot dog, exactly. Oh, great. Um, the process of uh, growing the fruits and vegetables here in the garden, um, are pesticides avoided uh, or any other chemicals to maintain the organic feel of the garden? Absolutely. All of our methods of gardening are, um, are organic. We do not use any pesticides that are um, that are not organic. We do a lot of spraying water on the leaves to get rid of aphids and other pests. We also use companion planting, um, so planting marigolds near tomato plants um, so that the marigolds are releasing a substance that pests um, don't like. So there's a lot of uh, organic methods that are being utilized in the space and um, and you know we do have we do see pests here, but um, but we're, we're we fight them the best way we, that we can. You said you stated earlier you use uh, spring water. Um, is that uh, recycled? What uh, where where's the source of the spring water? Um, so we have we have a hydroponic tower system here. They're um, vertical aeroponic towers, and the water in those towers is recycled. Um, so it's it sits in the base of the towers and then is circulated to the top. Actually, they're t they just turned on right now. You can hear them. Um, and so that water on is on about a 15-minute timer. The water is recirculated through the system. That saves about 95% less water than your traditional methods. Um, and then the other beds are on um, a drip irrigation system. Um, now, nightly, there's crowds of 40,000 here over 40,000. 
What are the challenges of growing an abundance of all these fruits and vegetables in such limited space inside a ballpark as opposed to growing them in an open farm? Mm. Well, we have 4,320 square feet of space, um, which is small for your um, typical farm. But I think that this, this space provides a great example of what urban farming looks like and that, you know, when you when you think creatively and out of the box, we can put gardens and farms in some really, you know, unique spaces. And I think the ballpark is a great representation of that. Um, high visibility, because as you said, there's 40, almost 42,000 seats here. Um, so it gets a lot of, um, it sees a lot of action on a, on a, on a day game or a night game. And that's, really fun for us because I feel like we have the opportunity to touch a lot of people um, by their experience here. You know, fans can sit amidst greens and fruits and vegetables and they can have um, a ladybug crawling on a leaf near them or a bumblebee wh whiz by as it's pollinating one of our plants. And so um, I think we have a small space to work with, but we one of the ways that we use we maximize that space is by growing vertically. And, and then the other way is that we have a real diversity of plants in each bed. So you're not gonna see one bed with all kale or one bed with all um, lettuces. There's, there's a wide variety of different plants, plants in each bed so that um, our fans and the kids, who, um, the kids who join us in the space get to, get to see what a lot of different types of food looks like growing. Um. Now, of course, baseball being a long season, six, and if the Giants are fortunate, seven months into the season, um, what are the challenges around August and September and possibly October in terms of meeting demand? Has there ever been a time where demand has been exceeded? Demand in terms of? Serving the fan base. Sure. Um, no, you know, we- Really? We, we grow. <laughs> Uh, we grow throughout the season and we don't always have grow enough of something um, to supply for example we're not growing enough strawberries to okay. supply all of our um, strawberry lavender spa water or strawberry basil smoothies um, we're su supplementing the strawberries that we grow here from another local farm so um, we're you're right in this small space we don't always we're not always able to grow enough of something um, to supply through the whole season but um, what is fun about having a six or seven month season is that the crops change so we might have orange and black tomatoes growing during the summer and then as we move into fall that crop is changing into a more fall um, into a plant like uh, a cabbage and um, our fans who are regulars notice those changes so they'll come in and say wait a minute where'd the tomatoes go you know because they notice that 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 crop has has changed as seasonality has changed uh, great um, also so based on this uh, again the time of season uh, would you say that the menu is also um, is also based on the season as well like let's say strawberries uh, they would be off the menu, let's say, early April, late September, October? Sure, yes, you will see some seasonality in our menu. Um, we have a, a seasonal shortcake. 
so that's a um, house-made shortcake um, that's topped with fresh fruits and um, and a whipped cream and during the early part of the season that might be blueberries and strawberries that are topped on the shortcake and then later in the season um, you might see stone fruits you might see fresh peaches that are um, placed on top we also often have a flatbread special of the game and that is based on what we harvested that day so we have some great fava beans that will be coming down the pipeline and we'll will likely have a flatbread special the day that utilizes the, the fava bean harvest. Um, and we also have a seasonal salad on the garden table, um, in the garden table bistro that uh, changes and it will change throughout the season based on what we've got in the garden and what's, um, what's available from other farms as well. Garlic, that is a huge staple here in Northern California. And garlic fries, of course, is one of the more popular items here at AT&T Park, as well as Dodger Stadium here in California. <laughs> Do you grow your own garlic out here in the garden? We don't grow garlic. I've had that question asked a lot of me um, because the garlic fries are probably our best seller here, but um, we're not growing garlic. You're not growing garlic. Okay. Um, Hannah, uh, you also, um, as the manager of food education for children. Uh, yeah, programs for local schools that give kids a hands-on experience of creating and encouraging healthy, healthy eating. Uh, would you tell us more about that? I would love to. So the garden at AT&T Park is a great space for fans, um, providing a, a unique gathering space and also um, a one-of-a-kind food experience. But what a lot of people don't know is that it also serves as an outdoor classroom for kids and we invite kids in the community from local organizations and schools to join us for a two-hour experience um, where the kids get hands-on in gardening, healthy eating, and cooking. And they have the opportunity to see food growing in plant form, to harvest it, to taste it, and to prepare a healthy meal and then enjoy it together in the space as a picnic. Um, and you know, a lot of the kids that join us are from economically challenged neighborhoods where fresh fruit food is not always available. Um, and you know, also a lot of um, a lot of people have become disconnected from the the story of our food. We we are the, our food system is not as visible to um, to consumers anymore. And so this is a great opportunity for kids to. Um, to get reconnected with, with the story of their food and get excited about gardens and farms and, um, and the plants that feed us. Now, you know that baseball fans or sports fans love to dine. They love their foods. And even yours truly will admit that stadium food are just done. We just love to gorge. <laughs> what would you tell the traveling fan who's coming here to AT and Park how would you sell the garden to them as, a, as an alternative for one night as they're traveling to their various ballparks this summer to gouging on, let's say, that meat lover's pizza or that pulled pork <laughs> hot dog? We have a lot of delicious food in the ballpark. And I think I would, I would recommend um, that traveling visitor to come back multiple times because 
there are so many great options. Um, but if I, you know, in advocating for the garden, it is one of the most unique food experiences that you'll find in a ballpark. And it, it's the opportunity to not, to have a, um, a real hands-on experience with your food. Um, you can go up to the garden table and order a strawberry basil smoothie and the basil was harvested hours before the game started. And you have the opportunity to see that basil growing a foot from where you're ordering the food. We have a real variety here. Um, our garden table is a vegetarian bistro, so if our traveling visitor is a vegetarian, then we have lots of options for them, including a roasted vegetable sandwich, an antipasta bar, a number of salads, smoothies, a soup of the day, a veggie dog topped with a special garden relish. And then our hearth table is, um, everything is made without gluten-containing ingredients. So if our traveling visitor has a gluten intolerance or a, um, an allergy, then this is also a great place for them. But it's also a great place even if you don't have that, um, that allergy or intolerance. Um, and we have a number of different flatbreads that we cook in our pizza oven that are topped with fresh herbs and other toppings from the garden and um, an all beef hot dog a couple different salads, uh, and we've got wine, beer, and a really tasty garden cocktail that is a strawberry bourbon punch. So lots, I think it's, it's yes, it's healthy, but it's absolutely delicious, it's fresh, and there's great variety. Now, during day games, and maybe night games as well, is it possible to see on-site uh, workers picking the fruits and vegetables here? Absolutely. As fans are watching. Yes, absolutely. If we run out of something, if we need, if we need more lavender for our strawberry lavender spa water, or mint for our cucumber mint spa water, or, or whatever it is, you're bound to see our garden chef pop out and harvest things in live time. I've harvested and actually had security here. Um, at, at, try to stop me because they didn't realize I worked here. They thought I was a fan just going to town. Um, but you will definitely see that. And um, it, on a day game or a night game, there's a lot of great seating around. We have an herb table where there's herbs right down the center of the table where fans are encouraged to harvest themselves and top on their food. And we also have a herb bed um, behind the bar. And the idea of that is for fans and the bartenders to be able to harvest herbs to um, mix into their cocktails. Hunter Pence, he's very popular among the kids here. Yeah. And he loves his kale. What are some of his favorite items here besides anything kale related or any or you, you can kale related as well well the the giants players in general i found are real life heroes for the kids who visit us and so they you know they're so excited to be here for many of them it's a dream come true and they do often want to know a little more about what those players eat and we've had the oper special opportunity to have the giant chef come down, Chef Joe, and talk about the importance of healthy eating for the players. And, um, and we've had Hunter come out and talk to the kids about 
um, the importance of fruits and vegetables to him and um, and he also shared with us that you know he was it was instilled in him at a young age from his father that healthy eating was so important and and um, if I if I can quote him correctly you know he, he really called it foods with life in them um, and and that's that's what that's what he focuses his eating habits on foods with life and I think that's a really beautiful way to put it who are some of the other giants that come out here? We've had the Giants trainer come out and lead the kids in warm-ups um, and stretches that the Giants players do. And we've, ha we've had a number of the players swing through on various occasions. They're involved through, um, we've got baseball cards with recipes on the back for kids to take home. Can um, I take some? <laughs> yeah, we can definitely get a couple of those for you. So they've integrated themselves into the program in a lot of really cool ways. We've also had some of the alumni come out and talk to the kids about um, whether it's healthy eating or physical activity. Um, Lucille joins us um, multiple times throughout the season, whether it's leading kids through the scavenger hunt in, um, in the garden, helping them find different fruits and vegetables or, um, or participating in one of our stretches or warm ups. So they've, they've really integrated themselves in, in a number of ways. Oh, thank you very much, Hannah. We were uh, just speaking with Hannah Schmunk, the uh, manager of food education for children with Bon Appetit Management. Uh, thank uh, Hannah. Wanna thank you very much for having us here from Stadium Journey. This was very, very enlightening. Um, among other words, very educational as I expected. Hannah, again, thank you. Thank you. Come visit us. Oh, we will. Thank you.